0: Hello and welcome into this edition of the Golf Channel Podcast with Rex and Lav. And folks, we are just wrapping up day one at the PGA Championship. Round one is not yet completed. Still have about a dozen groups left on the course. Most uh, holes remaining in round one is about five. We saw just about everything on Thursday at Oak Hill. We had a frost delay, had world number one John Ra with a 76. We had a Tom Kim mud bath. And live golfers are once again very much in the mix. Dustin Johnson just bogeyed his last hole to shoot 67. But Bryson DeChambeau, remember him? What a glorious scene to see him one shot off the lead of Eric Cole, who still is uh, at 500 par with four holes remaining in his opening round. Rex, what is your takeaway from the
1: first round of the PGA? I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing. We're doing this in real time, so actually Terrell Hatton was just finishing up his round with, well, it's a par on the 18th hole, but it was so animated. It was the perfect Terrell Hatton par to finish up a round. Uh, I, I'll say this about, it was some unknowns about Oak Hill coming into this. I think the uh, line Jordan Spieth gave me yesterday, it's a, it's a U.S. Open venue. It might be dressed up. It might be playing a PGA Championship venue, but it's a U.S. Open venue. That being said, I think I saw more low scores Today than I would have thought, simply because the rough is virtually unplayable. If you end up in the rough, it's going to be a one-shot penalty. But you had some players, certainly Eric Cole, as you pointed out. He's got uh, still got to finish it off. I think you and I were talking on. on he the just
0: he just put he just put out his player credential to get back in the clubhouse. <laughs> like no guys, like I, I know I'm a 34 year old rookie. I know I haven't done much of the PJ tour, despite the good finish at the Honda. Like no no, I'm actually playing in this. Like I can,
1: yeah, I, can okay. I can I can go I can go to player dining. I, I'm, I'm leading. Look, my name's right there. Um, but he has this It'll start tomorrow morning when I'm sure it's going to be cold, not as cold as it was this morning on the sixth hole, which I think you're right is playing the hardest. So he still has got, he has some work to finish up and stay in the lead. But I, I have to admit, I mean, there was a lot more birdies out there than I would have thought. But I'll go to what Scotty Scheffler says. It's not going to get any easier than this. I just glanced at the forecast. The winds never get below 20 miles an hour the rest of the week,
0: which I think is what you want. Right, like this was, I think, a typical PGA Championship start. You had some birdie opportunities. Uh, There's not a whole lot of separation. I see 19 players uh, within four shots of the lead. You mentioned the the changing conditions for the rest of the week. Like it's supposed to be actually supposed to be 80 degrees on Friday. Welcome to welcome to Western New York. We had a frost delay Thursday morning. It's gonna be 80 degrees tomorrow afternoon, and then supposed to have some wicked weather come in uh, on Saturday. Looks like you know mid 60s, windy rainy before it's a nice day uh on sunday my my big takeaway rex wasn't so much scoring this is kind of what i expected you know i think you and i talked about this on the preview pod like we thought six to eight under par was probably going to win this golf tournament it seems like scotty scheffler who shot a bogey free 67 on thursday can just can just kind of drop anchor uh and and shoot even one under two under the rest of the way and i think he'll be very happy with his position My, my big takeaway would you look at the top 10 players in the world ranking, there is just one, and that's the aforementioned Scotty Scheffler, who broke par in the opening round. John Rahm, 76. Roy McIlroy, 71. Patrick Cantley's four over with a couple holes still to play. Xander Schauffler with a 72. Max Homa with a 71. Cam Smith with a 72. Jordan Spieth with a 73. I I, I mean, you you talk about a a, a golden opportunity for Scotty Scheffler or a Dustin Johnson or maybe even a resurgent Bryson DeChambeau uh, to pick off another major championship. I mean, this thing is is lying right there for them. Those players did not necessarily shoot themselves out of the golf tournament yet. Uh, they're obviously going to have to make up some ground here over the remaining 54 holes, but but man, there's there's a lot of
2: guys who who just laid down and you have to feel really good if you're a Scotty or a DJ at this point. I mean, John Rahm shocked me. We talked about this. I think on the podcast yeah. earlier this week. We, when we picked favorites, favorites, it was Scotty or John. You, you were just kind of splitting hairs when you distinguished between one or the other because there was nothing about their games that would have suggested that that they wouldn't be in contention. We talked about this being a ball striker's golf course. He he talked to the media earlier this week. He was relaxed. He was confident. That one shocks me. Rory, let's be honest, that doesn't shock me. You know, he when he was talking with the media, slump shouldered. Clearly not in a good spot after missing the cut. at the He Masters actually did finish. well, Rex. He actually did well, I thought, to to come in at 71. one For only hitting par. two fairways, he, he did excellent. I'll take it one step further. If you're only hitting two fairways and to only shoot one over par, it's pretty shocking. He did reveal after his round he's been fighting an illness. He hopes to get over that over the next few days. But he'll need to do much better going into the weekend. But you're right. He didn't quite shoot himself out of it. I, I guess it, maybe the bigger surprise for me, though, on the other end, would be bryson and chambeau i picked dustin johnson i think we both had to pick what we thought was who we thought was going to be the low live player i went with dustin johnson i think he went with brooks i did yeah. not expect bryson de to do this and it has nothing to do with him playing live it has nothing to do with him only playing 54 holes it has everything to do with he really hasn't done anything uh really even before he joined live golf he was dealing with injuries he was dealing with clearly some medical issues being uh, overweight apparently what was the issue who knew in that particular context, he was dealing with some food. It, injuries,
0: wasn't, it, but- it wasn't necessarily overweight. I mean, he got up to two forty-five, um, and, and his, his frame is pretty big. I think it's I think it's more what he was eating, which was causing uh, how he was gaining the hurt. weight his gut his his gut health uh was not was not ideal it was leaving him inflamed it was leaving him pre- presumably pretty gassy when you're having six or seven protein shakes a day and 5000 calories should we should we talk about poop uh, no we're not yes. going to talk about uh poop but but look he's he i i think he looks terrific I, I mean he's down to 210 215 he's really strong the interesting thing too is he he has said that essentially the speed training that he has done is now ingrained in 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 his game like, he, mm-hmm. he has 190 on lock. It's, it's just a matter of knowing that he doesn't need to overexert it. So, like, if he needs to, to fly a bunker at 330, like, he has the horsepower to do it. And everyone kind of looks at the 2020 Bryson – as the high water mark for him right like that was at his beefiest that was at his brawniest that was when he was a bully on the golf course he won his major championship it felt like it was going to be a revolution bryce dechambeau is not trying to get back to 2020 rex bryce dechambeau is trying to get back to 2018 2018 is the season in which he struck the ball the best that he has on the pga tour that was a season in which he won three times that was a season in which he peaked at number four in the world rankings there was there was a, 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 precise, a, a precision to his game that did not exist in 2020. 2020 was kind of haphazard, and he was flailing it, and he was just kind of using brute strength. 2018, he was using his myriad gifts to win golf tournaments. That's, the, that's, that's what he wants to, to tap back into while also having kind of this speed and this power and this distance in, in reserve from what he's developed over
2: the past couple of years. I would agree with that. It's an easy speed, and we saw it today, which certainly I I think you go back to those brawny days. It looked like he was trying to in the ball. What do you got there? What what you you sipping on there, Pat? Anything? Nothing. What you got? Nothing? Nope. Uh, I will say this, though, and this kind of goes to the idea. I think you and I talked about it. After covering the Live Golf finale last year at Doral, and then again just a few weeks ago in Orlando when they played at Orange County National, I, I came away with a couple of ideas, but the one that really stuck with me is no one misses it more than Bryson. Bryson misses the spotlight. He misses the attention. He misses being in the middle of it all. And look, when it was happening, there was probably a part of him that, that got aggravated, that he was constantly being pulled to the side and was constantly being asked for interviews. But now, in retrospect, going the other way, you can see it. I mean, he was smiling today. He embraced it so much. How many stops? The, lead of
0: my st- the lead of my column is the happiest man on property on Thursday was Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. He missed it. I- he missed all of it. I- He missed the the leads. He missed the fan adulation. He missed the the interviews. And he missed, like, pummeling drives and getting attention for it and and making birdie putts. Like, he missed showing all of
1: it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. When I talked to him on Tuesday, I got him in between. He was going from the chipping green to the putting green. And normally, over the years, and you can attest to this, when you would approach Bryson, you would always try to wait for him to be finished up because he took his work seriously, or at least I always tried to wait. And you had to wait a long time because he put it in – a lot of time and I just kind of eased in and I was like, I I know you're going to putt right now. Can you just give me an idea of of what you might be doing after that? And he's like, "Uh, no, I've got time right now. Let's go. And you could tell (laughs) it was just a different guy that he was like, well, what kind of questions do you have? We touched on, he missed you. uh, I don't even know if he he didn't miss me. I think he just missed the spotlight to be quite honest with you. I wish I could take the credit for that. And this goes to the idea that it's not as though there's no attention over in live. I'm not saying that please don't, don't do this to me. I I don't want to get ratioed. On this, what I'm saying is the level of attention that he got, not just on the PGA Tour, but when he was competing like he is right now in a major championship. I think this has just revigorated him.
0: Uh, I don't think you're going to get ratioed for that. I mean, Live Golf has stopped reporting viewership numbers. I think it's clear that this is a bigger stage with more eyeballs uh, on it at a major championship than he. Now you're going to get ratioed. season, <laughs> season tournament. I, I do think Rex for for all of the bluster and the bombast that that Bryson DeChambeau has has engendered over the past couple of years. Like, I think it's easy to forget that this guy is an exceptional golfer. And he always has been. It doesn't matter whether he's skinny. It doesn't matter whether he's hefty. It doesn't matter whether he was the longest player on the PJ Tour or whether he was kind of uh, above average length, which he was uh, in 2018, the, the player that he's trying to emulate now when he was – he was twenty fifth on the PJ Tour in driving distance, averaging three hundred and five yards. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, and he played exceptional golf at that period of time. It, it's it's easy to kind of think of him as this freak show or this sideshow, right? He's 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 not that. In, in fact, when he's at his best, he is so much of an artist. Like, there's so much artistry to his game. He's he's carving it both ways, up and down, and it, it, if he can. If he can complement that side of him along with the majestic power and the game-changing distance that he still has in reserve, like I don't think there's any reason to think uh, that, that he still doesn't have a, a couple of good years left in him.
2: I don't want to pick this apart because you made a lot of good points in that uh, rambling diatribe of yours that, that you just, uh, just kind of stumbled through right there, but I will say that, no, he's not an artist. He, he's very much a scientist. He's a show-off. I will go that far. Like he loves standing on the tee box and feeling the energy, feeling the vibe. If you watch Bryson Shambo
0: shot, for eighteen holes, there is a there is a level of artistry
2: to his shot no. making. There's no I, doubt about it. It's it's always been the math. It, this isn't about art, and there, we, we can sit here and, and argue about this. I mean, I think it's it's obvious, and and he he wanted to boil the game down to ones and zeros. Is it, essentially what he wanted to do. He wanted to make it binary. I guess is what we're talking about here. Because I I really I truly believe. That it, he, he, in his mind, in that very, very in-depth and, and uh, I mean, sometimes twisted mind of his, he wanted to to perfect the game. And in his mind, and I'm sure he still can, come up with ways to continue to pe- perfect the game. That's what he was going for when he put on all the bulk. And he was just trying to, I remember asking Xander Shoffley when he won the Open at Wingfoot. Is Bryson DeChambeau reinventing the game? And I think Xander's response was, "No, he's just taking advantage of it." And I, I think w- what you see is someone that that wants to have all the answers. I don't think you see someone that wants to create a work of art. Um, I disagree. I think what you see Bryson
0: DeChambeau now, and he had he had this interesting line today in his press conference where he said that he's he he just wants to be stable. He's he's done trying things. He's done trying to. To, to to make things different than what like he needs to just be content with what he has. That is that has never been the case in Bryson DeChambeau's life. He do you he believe has, it? The case he now has one of the... No, no, he is no. no. He he That's he can enough. say that, but I think he's just trying to reach a certain level again. Like his mind does not work that way. He's one of the most curious people and and, and interesting golfers that has ever played this game. And so to think that he's just going to be stationary and just kind of continue on with this path that he that he is for the next five, 10 years is, is just ludicrous. Like that's just, that's just not how he works. What I do think though, Rex, is that now I would say three years ago, he was trying to revolutionize the game with distance and speed and power. What I think he wants to get back to, which was his motivation in 2018 is creating a repeatable, efficient swing that produces consistent results. That's what he's trying to get back to. Uh, and I'm very curious to see if he can get to that point. Scotty Scheffler, we mentioned the the lone top-ten player in the world who actually showed up on Thursday at Oak Hill. You had an opportunity uh, to catch up with him as well as his swing coach, Randy Smith. What did you glean from those conversations?
2: I was taken by the idea that this is the same player who at the Masters led the field in ball striking. No one hit the ball better than he did at Augusta National and was dead last in the field and putty, 53rd out of 53 players who made the cut. And he has gone from that – to where it was today. He's kind of middle of the pack, but he is gaining strokes and strokes game putting. And he made just some key putts coming down the stretch. He was bogey free, just one of five rounds. Now the round's not over, but just one of five rounds without any bogeys. And I called Randy to see, you know, how do you do that? How do you get from Augusta to here and not lose any confidence and not try to rebuild anything? And the answer is very, very easily. Apparently, if you're Scotty Scheffler, Randy said they haven't changed much. He said he tries to get scotty to move away from the ball a little bit he said he's you know he's a big tall guy and he needs to give himself a little bit room and let his hands and his arms swing a little bit and he said we started to see that a little bit better but the biggest deal was scotty just got mad i think the word that randy used was pissy and he said he takes (laughs) a lot of pride and he said and putting to him is personal and he he decided after that that i'm going to turn this around on my own and he dug in and if you look all the way from hilton head where he played, all the way through the Byron Nelson and certainly through the first round here, it's been unbelievable. And his putting has just improved with every single round. And so, to me, you sort of have that perfect, you know, you see why he's such a good golfer, that a lot of guys in that situation might panic, they might try something new, they might switch putters, whatever the case they may be. The only thing he did was get mad. He got pissy. And I think it's amazing that he was able to travel all that distance based on that one emotion. Five
0: bucks if you, if you use the word pissy
2: uh, on tonight's live from. You I won't. don't know if I can get away. You, I, I, you won't. You I, won't. I, I, I think I get an email for that. No? It's a quote. It's a quote. Uh, it is a quote. Maybe if I throw quote marks around Des- it because I sort that in described this quote, pissy. There you go. That's good.
0: That's how you get around Uh, That As as I sit here at 9 o'clock on Thursday night of this PGA Championship, like Scotty Scheffler, to me, is going to win this golf tournament. I have the exact same feeling uh, uh, midway through the Players' Championship. He is built for this type of test. The best players in the world do not want to have track meets. They don't want to have 15, 20 under par winning the golf tournament. There's not enough that separates the good players from the great players. this What we're going to have over the remaining 54 holes at Oak Hill is going to be a stress fest. It's going to place a premium on putting the ball in the fairway. It's going to put a premium on who can scramble the ball the best. Scottie Shuffler is the best ball striker on the PJ Tour, and I think he's kind of overtaken right now Jordan Spieth as as having the preeminent short game on the PJ Tour. You put those two uh, hmm. attributes together, and Scottie Shuffler can – can do very little. He can shoot 68, 69, 70 the rest of the way, uh, and I think he's going to win this golf tournament. You look at what, what Dustin Johnson did uh, on Thursday. Uh, he, he bogeyed uh, the final hole, but he did not strike the ball uh, particularly well. He, he made over 100 feet worth of putts. Like, that's probably not going to be sustainable for the rest of the golf tournament, is, is, is Bryce DeChambeau's resurgence for real. I think the jury's still out on that one. Is, is Eric still
2: going to be in the, the clubhouse? With the sixty-five, Bryson hit a yeah. lot of fairways today, and and, that, yeah. and I don't know if that formula holds out. It could, because again, we don't know. This goes back to what we talked about at the Masters. we really don't know what we're going to get out of the lip players. It could, but I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Do about to Scotty's round? Randy Smith has described it perfectly. He said it was a perfectly boring major championship round of golf. No bogeys, three birdies. Was never really stressed out. There was a couple of keep, you know, four footers. For par coming down the stretch, he said that's as stressful as it got, and that's exactly what you want in this situation.
0: Uh, I I couldn't agree more, Rex. Like, he's such a great driver of the golf ball. You couple that with his other gifts. He has an unflappable demeanor despite him being pissy, uh, kind of in the off weeks, trying to improve his putting. Like, he has the perfect temperament for this style of test. When the conditions get harder, I think Scotty Scheffler will only prove his mettle once again. What are you looking forward to most as we wrap up this mini pod? Uh, Thursday at the PGA Championship. What are you most looking forward to seeing on day two at
2: Oak Hill? It's going to get harder. And I love the combination of names we have at the top, certainly Scotty Scheffler. And there is, we talked about the surprise that there's no John Rahm or Xander or JT or, or Jordan, but you have sort of, we talked about this at the masters and the idea that the live players are going to show up at these majors and be competitive like they are right now, like they were at Augusta national. It's only going to add sort of that edge and it's not there. Like, I think in a lot of ways, we're, we're manufacturing this in our own minds. And I'm not even talking about the media. I just think fans in general look at one side and the other side and think, oh, this is juicy. This is absolutely glorious. And I that's what you have right now with Scotty Scheffler and Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson and Adam Scott. Like, which side is going to come out? It's a narrative that we've never had in golf, and I find it fascinating.
0: Uh, I do find it fascinating. Uh, fans uh, have, have certainly picked sides. I, I must admit that I'm a little bit surprised to see them playing as well as they have. Now, look, Bryce Shambo finished seventh last week in Tulsa. That was his best finish they've had on a live circuit so far. He Honestly, he has not done much of anything over the past two or three years as he's dealt with this gut health issue as well as the hand injury uh, in kind of in different form. And so I think it's going to be new experiences for him kind of tapping back into those old feelings of leading a golf tournament again. Dustin Johnson was the winner last week uh, in a playoff. So to see the momentum building uh, there is is no surprise. But you had Thomas Peters, uh, who once again played well. You have Harold Varner, who's on the early leaderboard. And so it has not been uh, kind of the market correction that I think a lot of people were anticipating when the Lyft players were three of the top six at the Masters so far, at least through one round or at least three-quarters of one round. That has not yet come to fruition. All right, we're going to let you go, Rex. You got a live from hit at ten thirty p.m. Eastern time that you need to prepare for. Make sure you guys you check out all of our stuff on GolfChannel.com. We will return on Friday night. Perhaps the thirty-six hole cut will be made. Uh, that is very much TBD. It should still be a nice day at Oak Hill with plenty of golf to be had. All right, it's going to do it for this edition, Golf Channel podcast with Rex and Laugh. We'll talk to you tomorrow night.